Welcome back to Liberty Matters. You're with Anthony and Sean, where we're discussing current events and connecting the dots through a conservative worldview with an aim to put faith back into politics. Um, Sean, buddy, how's it going? I want to throw out a little Oliver Anthony to start us off because it's as much as the left seems to want to attack it, it is when people are honest and listen to it, it is speaking to everyone that's not in the elitist class right now in Washington. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm doing great. It's great to see the small town guys making it to number one without, uh, you know, the music industry. It just goes to show that, you know, more and more things come out. Uh, we don't need mainstream media. We don't need mainstream anything for people to be successful. Oh, for sure. I mean, just even look like recently, right? You saw, well, first off, I was just looking at the iTunes charts. He's at one, two, and three at the top of the charts. Oh, is it three, two? I saw one and two. Yeah. I didn't know he was. Yeah. He split. Well. I just, yeah. I just looked at it right before we jumped on. Right. I, it, he's at one, two and three. Nice. And so all those big labels, all of it doesn't freaking matter when you have the people behind you. That's because it's, we, the people, um, but look at the other things. So like, look, sound of freedom on a 14 and was it 14 and a half million dollar budget blowing up the box office over 150 million, uh, going global now. I, I don't know what they're actually up to now anymore but last i saw um that was on a 14 and a half million dollar budget outside hollywood disney didn't want to publish it or produce they already had it produced so uh like what else like i mean obviously jason aldean had a big label but try that in a small town that one blew up because that's the thing when they shine the light on it the left tries to attack it um because how dare you do something that questions what's going on in the world you're supposed to get in your box and you're supposed to like it, right? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we couldn't let it go without kicking off the show with a, that one because, look, man, it's – and I don't care if you're on the left. I don't care if you're on the right. This speaks to a lot of people what's going on in the world and what they're feeling. Yeah, I think people need to realize more and more, and I think people are starting to wake up, right? This is not our, – our country is no longer in a Republican versus Democrat society. Um, I think now this is good versus evil and, uh, you know, freedoms versus control. Yeah, a hundred percent. And this is definitely, um, I mean, look, we're going to kind of use that, I guess, probably third, I guess you can call it a theme throughout the show today. Um, where Oliver Anthony says they don't care about you. They don't care about me. Um, that's kind of what this is. Right. And look, we've talked about this over and over again in various different ways, um, but some of the things we're going to jump into today, uh, it's going to be, we're going to, we're, we let this one actually sit for a little while because we wanted to so, have some information come out on it before we jumped out there. Like we've said always, it's, we do not care about being first. We're not breaking news. That's not the point of our show. Our point of our show is we would like to actually get a story that makes sense, put it together, see before the, um, actual dust settles and facts come out and 
we don't care about being first. We care about being right. Um, so one of the things we're going to talk about uh, with that nuance and how I said it was Maui and the Lehana fires that are right now some of the worst fires on uh, U.S. and U.S. soil um, as, a, as a wildfire in our history. So that's going to be one side. Um, I think we're going to dig into a little bit, depending on where we're at and how long that one runs through. We'll probably dig into, what did we say? There is something that I want to, that popped up around the 9-11, potentially, that has to do with what the Biden administration is seeking to do with um, the mastermind behind 9-11. And in another spot, we're going to talk probably something that was like from like, what, a week or two ago that had to do with the journalist Andy Ngo, his civil trial out over in Portland and how that went down. And if you thought you had an ability to get justice, even in this world, if you're a conservative or light right-leaning or anyone who disagrees with the position of anything from the government, it's an example of even in the justice system, you're going to struggle in certain areas to try and get justice. Um, and Penny, where we're at on time, there is Sean something that literally I just want to... <laughs> We may not get much into it, depending where we're at, but there's a piece that we have to say that can't go unsaid that has to do with Hunter Biden. And that has to do, in short, with his, if we didn't get there, his tax charges got dismissed by a federal judge after his sweetheart uh, little plea deal fell apart. So while nobody's paying attention, uh, his tax charge got dismissed. So as we keep seeing, Sean, we'll figure out if that's going to suddenly lead to something else where they jump dump on trying to target Trump since historically every single time something has come out over the past few months um, around the Bidens and the Biden regime, Trump got charged with an indictment or mul multiple indictments. So yeah, let's jump into it. Uh, we And again, for our show, look, we ask that you give us a follow, like, subscribe Apple on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. It's the followers and listeners like you that drive up the ratings. And Again, this goes back to like us being able to communi communicate to you guys. So, uh, Sean, let's jump in on the Maui one. I want to actually roll an audio clip that had to do with a news broadcast that was speaking about what actually, well, I'll let it speak for itself right now uh, about the Ma Maui fires. Republicans have slammed U.S. President Joe Biden for his inadequate response when asked about the Maui wildfires. Over the weekend, the president was captured bike riding and relaxing on a beach his family home in Delaware. When asked for a comment on the death toll, the president came under fire for his blasé response. Will you come talk about the Hawaii response, Mr. President? No comment. However, the Hawaiian officials have praised Mr. Biden for his quick response to the disaster. The Hawaiian governor expressed his gratitude for the federal emergency relief approved by the president within six hours. All right, so Sean, that uh, audio clip out of, came, out of, came out of uh, Sky News Australia. So the only thing that you seem to get anything honest out of reporting is if you look outside the U.S. mainstream media. Um, so Scott, it was just a point of saying, like, look, even in the midst of the Maui fires, what was going on, uh, Joe Biden doesn't care. He's They're trying... Through catastrophe, uh, reporters tried to ask him if he has anything to say about the fires. When's he going to visit? And all this, he keep, and we've seen this, right? He keeps saying no comment. Um, I think just recently, I just saw it like this morning or whatever. He was asked that when he's going to go visit or anything he wants to say about his visit because he finally said he's going to go out there. And all Joe Biden had time to say was, no, he's not going to comment about it. But maybe he'll be out there Monday, I think. Um, 
But again, this goes back to the callous approach of this guy's half with it, and yet he's sitting here, can't even, doesn't have the heart to care about the American people, right? Now, to give a little a little backstory and context, let's just dig in um, a little bit Earl, about what we're talking about with the Maui fires. Not that I don't think anybody at this point even could have missed that this has happened, <laughs> um, but um, earlier last week, then the there was in in Hawaii. There was a wildfire that started brewing. Was by early Tuesday morning on August eighth that there were winds that were allegedly blowing off the coast from uh, Hurricane Dora, which is what they want to blame this all on because of climate change. But that's a whole other issue. Um, but that was blowing down the slopes of the West Maui Mountains into Lehana. Around sunrise, a large fault was detected around the power grid and indicated a downed power line. Twenty minutes later, after that, the first report came in from the area around the Honolulu Road, uphill and upwind from the city. Um, by mid-morning on August 8th, the winds were continuing to hammer the w- old wooden utility poles. The highly, This highly electrified the area in dry grasses above Lehana, which quickly became very dangerous. Um, and yet there was no formal procedure that was actually put in place to shut off the sections of the power grid in the face of the severe fire. As a result, 29 fully energized poles fell across the West West Maui that day, which, but even with the downed poles in the way, the first firefighters on the scene were met with some success. Around 9 a.m. that day on August 8th, the county fire department declared that the first, the fire was actually 100% contained. Okay, we now know that shown not to at all be true, Um, but the message to the residents included on this request, the country's the county's water pumps were actually powered by electricity, much of which was frantically turned off off to deactivate the downed power lines. Officials asked even further to, for the public to conserve water while things were burning. Uh, by mid-afternoon that day, there was a flare-up brought to you, that brought the fire back to life on the Lehana Bypass. On a, and to make matters worse, county officials actually failed to activate the emergency sirens, leaving residents unaware of the dangers bearing down on them. Um, even as firefighters historically kind of, you know, like they rushed towards the flames to try and save their community, they found that there was a little to no water pressure, even from the fire hydrants, to as they were quickly getting, well, run dry. Um, with the, there was actually a single backed up highway leading into the city, and many of the residents of Lehana had nowhere to go, so some scrambled into the ocean to escape the smoke and the flames. But in the end, many of them couldn't get out. At least 99 people have been confirmed dead, making this the deadliest American wildfire in over a century. And this is in addition to a, over 2,000 uh, buildings destroyed with about estimated property damage of $5.5 billion. Now, that's just to give a recap of kind of that day and what kind of happened in Maui. Um and just in a nutshell, to kind of like review again, it's the power company shielded has been shielded from actual competition in the state because it's run by this the state. It's a state. Then they have state. There was a the electrical infrastructure was that among a is a among a highly flammable state owned grass fields right above the historic Leona city, which the government has been twice previously warned that it would be highly susceptible to a fire, right? And once the fire broke out, the combination of defective water infrastructure and terrible communication by these government officials and only one single escape route basically doomed Leana to uh, one of this horrific 
wildfire experience. Um, so Sean, that's just, I just want to lay the groundwork again, not to belabor it, but what actually happened that day and some of the government interactions, some of the failures that we continue to see from government leadership while they all pretend that they've been doing everything great. Um, and did you see the, how their reaction and the response time and what it is? I mean, even that day you saw a lot of the government officials were not to be seen in the area. They were already left the area already. But yet you had a breakdown of the, the water system. You had breakdowns of communication systems. You had breakdowns of the sirens not being turned on for the warning system. Um, but while all this is going on, Sean, do not worry. Uh, Joe Biden has actually pledged that he's going to send a, another $24 billion over to the Ukraine. After we've already sent over $120 billion. Yeah, let's continue to send our tax money to other countries because we don't need it. Um, is, isn't is isn't Hawaii a Democrat-run city? It, the, well, the whole or country. State. The whole, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, it is a very blue that's a uh, Senator Maisie Hirono and her and the governor, all of them. Right. And yeah, the governor, they're all, everyone's, they're very left leaning, very blue. Um, and it's the continued failures of government systems within these blue areas, blue States, poor wildfire, um, management. Um, at what point do you take the, you know, the liberal mentality of wanting to help and save everything and trump that by the safety and security of the people and also what's doing best for the people so part of the reason why they couldn't get water turned on was because they were afraid that that was going to impact the environment around it right like who cares if people are dying and everything burns to the ground we don't want to waste water like it's it's just outlandish these policies that they have in place that People died because of that, right? And they have no accountability. The sirens didn't go off. The roads weren't maintained. The you know the brush was wasn't cut back with the dry season, right? Like state owned, state managed electricity company wasn't managing their their power lines. Like this is all failure based on a democratic policy, a democratic yeah. policy. And it's it's okay. I don't want to say this is ironic, but the all the money that Joe Biden and the administration has been investing billions of dollars in all those fraudulent bills and acts that are really all leading to climate change. They're wanting to spend that they always told you it was all about infrastructure. All this has to do with infrastructure in Hawaii. And it's all rickety old wooden electric electric utility poles. They knew all these things were high risk. They knew like the power lines were not like the the area was already a high risk. Like I said, there was been multiple warnings. Yeah, there's videos coming out before before the fire of the power poles already like starting to lean over, and then the wind just blew them over, right? So yeah, like, well, yeah. At that point, yeah. all you had is, and then gave them their excuse that they can use climate change because they said, "Oh look, there's a hurricane. We're going to call that." And oh look, it's now sixty mile an hour winds. With your to your point, this old rickety pole that's starting to blow over. All it did is take that little push that fell over, and that's what there was like twenty nine of them that flew across the area that all started sparking. And once those started sparking, you had all the dry brush that just lit up like if a tinderbox. Joe Biden ran on infrastructure, right, and rebuilding the U.S. Hawaii's a Democrat-run state. Why? Why was it not a priority, right? And 
yeah, that's the one part that I was like, he was going into. That was a huge part of his like plan. I was like, all right, infrastructure spending, where that's going to have to rebuild the U.S. We need roads, ri- bro- uh, roads and bridges and all that spending. But yeah, it, it was uh, where the money go, right? This is where it keeps coming back to, like the what was it when they spent the money for semiconductors and bringing all that stuff, all the jobs and all stuff back into the U.S. Most of that stuff to get money out of the government. This is why the government doesn't ever fix anything. It only makes it worse. It, it's the money goes to like the infrastructure, semiconductor companies, entities. It takes them over years, and now they're trying to, to assess the money to see if they can, who they can give the money to, how the money gets handed out. Yeah, it, it's very interesting, Sean. But they're very quick to send another twenty-four billion dollars to the Ukraine, right? And this is now saying, look, I was looking at this. Um, uh, what is it? It was the Heritage Foundation that the budget expert Stern has done the math and basically determined that Biden's spending in the Ukraine. What war would like thus far cost each and every day the American and, and like each American household nine hundred dollars? And I mean, look how many how many Americans would rather actually have that nine hundred dollars in their pocket, right? And if you look further at other recent surveys, like this money we're spending and dumping over the Ukraine, it shows that the majority of Americans could not even afford like a sudden a one thousand dollar emergency, right? Like that, and yet you're sitting here. When are Americans going to wake up? When are we going to sit here and connect those dots and be like, hey? Uh, I realize I would like to have that $900 and yet I can't even afford my own $1,000. And yet we're just throwing money left and right over to the Ukraine. And right, Sean, like this is, it keeps getting back into that same boat where it's like, you don't care about the American citizens. We now have people in like Maui who having one of the horrific catastrophe, losing their whole livelihoods, losing everything they have, everything they owned. And you're just giving, you could care less. You're giving like peanuts on a dollar, right? I mean- so they're still sending all this money to the Ukraine, and this is, again, long – it's been long known that it's one of the most corrupt countries on earth. And, and this is – like it was – what was the guy's name? Um, Seymour Hirsch, that investigative journalist, right? He did a, an investigation into uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, and he found that he was embezzled at least $400 million in aid from the American people. One of their, one of their top officials just got busted with – buying luxury houses and cars yeah, i saw I, that, I saw that same thing it was so they're spending the american dollars our taxpayer dollars um dumping into luxury cars vacations hotels i think it was like uh like european vacations like all this stuff meanwhile the residents of maui are bas- like literally sitting there surviving one of the most horrific fires with very little comfort knowing that the Biden administration is more interested in sending money to the Ukraine than helping the residents of Maui recover. I mean, he's, again, requested to send $24 billion with a B, That, um, but he is only the first thing he came out and told Maui is he's going to send you a measly $1.8 million with an M, to be very clear. I think he did bump that up now to say he's going to get real crazy and bump it to $2.3 million to people in Maui. And that was them generously saying, I think, what was it? They said, they're like, oh, you can register online and here's like, you'll get like $700. They don't have any power or electricity. How are they going to register? <laughs> yeah. And then what, and what is it? And you saw like, what is it? Kareem Jean-Pierre, the little puppet that she is like out there. She, I think she was interviewing on CNN and running her mouth about like just telling the people, well, if you're in Liana, you could uh, just register online for and to get access to your $700. And like even CNN, like CNN, like left of Lenin can literally sit here and say, you do realize they don't have power, right? Like <laughs> it's even leftist media. I'm like, I don't care. Like 
what side you're on. Even the leftist media is sitting here like questioning, like, do you realize how dumb you guys sound? But they don't care. Joe Biden sits there and still sits before like questions media reporters like, oh, I'm too busy. I'm going to go take my vacation at the beach. And when he's asked, like, do you think it's right that uh, you're uh, sitting on the beach in Delaware while Maui burns? At least Maui's getting money, right? What about Ohio? Uh, the Palestine folks, right? Yeah. And- Look at East Palestine. Um, who, again, Joe Biden never really wanted to visit there. Pete Buttigieg went there, what, weeks and weeks later? Had to make sure it was safe. Did Kamala Harris ever, has she ever visited the border? She got as close as she got to it, being the borders are that she was. The border towns are in a catastrophe. Texas, oh, and all these other border states are in a state of emergency. You have, she got as close as visiting El Paso, which they staged the whole thing, and she never went to the border. She just stayed closer into the city of El Paso. That's as far as she got, right? Again, so it's another thing that they're too busy. The elites are too busy to care about you to care about me. I mean, I will say, look, I give one part credit, not that I think... It may or may not come through. He, I, I do think Joe Biden did put a request in to go to Congress to ask for $12 billion for Maui and the disaster relief fund. That's to be just whatever determined. But the the, the, the way they approach this, the, the, the time it's taken them to do anything, their response has been pure garbage. And they sit there and say, well, we have 300 FEMA people on the ground. Well, FEMA is not actually- even allowing supplies to the people. They're letting they, – they said if it's, not covered, if it's not government funded, they're not giving it to the people. Yeah, that's why. So you have FEMA and these other people stopping other Hawaiian citizens, other residents, other people like donating goods, perishables, food, clothing, water, anything to help people in the most horrific time period of their life to help them. And our government's stopping getting those goods because it's not from the government. It's not government approved. This is exactly where the government needs to get the heck out of the way. We need people who are stepping up to do more, and we got goods and help and assistance there faster, but the government's stopping that. Again, instead of helping people. Um, but don't worry, Sean. This whole entire thing, they're blaming on climate change because of the hurricane, which you know was like 700 miles away off the coast. No matter what the government failure is, it, whether they're, it's, they'll blame climate change, they'll blame systemic racism, they'll blame whatever other thing you can think you can come up with you name it it's and that is it's never their fault it's never they're never the reason for it it's always how can they blame some like identity politics how can they use something else to blame to ever not never take accountability these the democrats and these leftist leaders today and many republicans fail to step forward and take responsibility for their actions right so you don't have Leftists, I mean, look, like I said, again, I said it, the Republicans do it, the Democrats doing this, they aren't taking accountability for their actions. And yet you, the Democrats, the first thing they'll do is blame climate change, blame systemic racism, whatever you want. But again, it, it still goes back to you have government leaders who have no idea what they're doing. And Sean, this has everything to do with like poor management, poor leadership, and they don't take accountability. And we see it continue over there. Like if you think they care about you, everywhere you turn, there's evidence of failures like like you mentioned there was like east palestine ohio we have the border towns we have them fbi like targeting parents at school boards you have uh the fbi targeting catholics in the catholic church because they're extremists you have the evidence everywhere of a corrupt cabal that only cares about themselves yeah it's just one thing after another sean yeah i think this is a if this last two years is any reason yeah, so I mean, look, this is where we are. This is the state of our nation, and this is the part where people have to wake it up. Like, you can't even turn 
to the legal system right now to get reprieve. Like if you don't agree with the total your totalitarian masters and the Biden regime, they're still coming for you. Like you want to think things are going, you're going to get fair justice. Well, if you're a criminal, if you're a terrorist, if you're Antifa, uh, yeah, you may get better justice. You may get better whatever freedom because that's what the Democrats have continued to target and continue to support and take favor to. I mean, I just saw that it was the uh, Biden administration was actually told 9-11 families in a – they sent them a letter. The Pentagon and the FBI notified that some, some of the families of 9-11 victims that the uh, suspected mastermind, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and four other defendants could be sparred the death penalty under the plea agreement being considered by the Biden administration. Now, the whole reason I say that's just why it's concerning is this guy has already openly admitted he confessed to being the mastermind planning, plotting behind 9-11 – has long he gave us everything on he pled he planned with Osama bin Laden he helped it lead part of the interrogation gave information to lead to Osama bin Laden um, in 2007 he admitted to he can, being the mastermind behind 9/11 the Bali night nightclub bombing in Indonesia the Richard Reed shoe bombing in of uh, the airliner the 1993 World Trade Center bombing uh, the murder of Daniel Pearl the World, uh, Wall Street Journal reporter like Sean the whole reason I say this is if this if you've murdered 2,977 American citizens, what else would the death penalty be used for? I mean, this is what the Biden administration wants, though, but this is why it's so disturbing and should be appalling to everybody, and especially the 9-11 victims' families, that you're pulling the death penalty off the table for murdering almost 3,000 people. And it happened in, when really nobody was paying attention. They just slipped – the Pentagon sent them a letter. But it's very clear at this point, right, Sean, it comes to who this administration cares about. I mean, we see it. They continue to protect. This administration has continued to protect criminals, terrorists, everyone who is the worst of the worst is what this administration has protected. This wasn't like um, an Ellis Island where it says, like, give me, the, give me your tired, you're sick, you're poor. Like, this isn't about us going to other nations to want to get their best and brightest. They literally sitting here helping sex trafficking, human trafficking through the southern border while we're sitting here, like, and they're doing literally zero about it for American citizens. They don't care about you and me. They don't care about me. And this is where, why that song, Richmond, North of Richmond, is caught fire right now, right? Because that's what it speaks to. And that's what it's this, again, keeps coming throughout this show. If you literally pull the death penalty away from something that is the most egregious act, again, I... Give it to Joe Biden on the side of he made a campaign promise that he wanted to remove the death penalty from the federal level and then states should follow. But again, you murder 3000 people. You've made your choice. Well, it goes. It clearly speaks right time and time again. That goes to show that this. This government is is not for the people. They are not for America. They're not doing anything to protect us keep us safe uh make us stronger right their their interests are in foreign interest foreign aid um and they are doing everything to bring down and destroy america yeah no i completely agree and this like um let's even like, even taking another look at another area sean what was it? it was like two weeks ago three weeks ago it was the uh if you look at the investigative journals andy no like just another comparative andy no uh, it was a civil trial, right? So this wasn't criminal. Um, he already got zero justice trying to go through a criminal trial against 
some Antifa members who attacked him. Um, so now he was just trying to get the last reprieve in Portland to say, maybe can I get a civil lawsuit to get some compensation for where he was beaten in a half inch of his life. Now, in this trial, look, it, it was so egregious. I mean, some of the stuff, the civil trial, like you had their, you had the attorney that was representing for uh, Antifa. The attorney stood up and told the jury during their closing that she will remember all their faces. And then she quoted the word and literally said, I am Antifa. Now, again, this has to come back. Like that why he's in this trial was because Andy Noah is suing them because these people that he was trying to sue were the individuals who doxed him, which is basically saying they found out who he was. They gave his personal information out there, his name, his livelihood, his locations, his home. And then when he – that he – following his being investigative reporting, and he since he pointed out the individuals in Antifa, those individuals in Antifa, then doxed him. And because of that, he was – they showed Doc's Tim, so his location. They were literally tracking him twi on Twitter when he was in Portland saying, like, he was going into this building, walking in out of this building, walking down this street, like a minute by minute tracking of where he's going. In turn, the mob actually followed Andy No when he was trying to follow Antifa riots and what they were going on. And they jumped him and beat him within a half inch of his life. And this was back in 2019. And he went to the hospital for brain hemorrhaging. Look, they had the video. They had evidence. They had all of it in court. And so now he was just sitting here trying to get recourse for at least he couldn't get from the, like I said, the criminal, but he was trying to get a recourse maybe from a civil capacity. Right. And this was after, like I said, he tried to get criminal um, help for assault. And he was told basically, no, sorry, Andy, basically you provoked this by tweeting about the man from an event earlier. How dare you report on them previously? That's basically what the judge came back and said, right? The judge found Andy No was a victim of a crime. However, the Antifa attacker in the criminal case was who assaulted him was not liable. So the judge basically, again, he's just saying they had a right to attack Andy No and beat him within a half inch of his life. And that was basically Andy No's own fault because he was a reporter. This is justice in Portland. It's an absolute disgrace. This goes to show that they don't care about the First Amendment. Yeah, it, it does. It's, and this is why I'm like, I'm sorry. Right now, there's certain areas and certain spaces like in the United States that they don't – everywhere you see it, they don't care about your First Amendment rights. Oh, an investigative journalist was beaten, doxxed, beaten to a pulp, and a judge tells him, sorry, you reported on them, so too bad, so sad. You deserved it. I mean he didn't say the words you deserve it, but it's basically what you're freaking saying. Um, so the jury in the civil trial who has now found that the Antifa individuals had no – they found that they had no part in this and were not liable for absolutely anything in the civil trial. And again, like I just kind of wanted to first allude to is during the closing arguments, the jury heard from the defense. And this you know, cut-rate lawyer that actually stood there um, before the jury and said, quote, I will never forget any of your faces, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Sean – in all my time sitting when I was working at the U.S. Attorney's Office, working on criminal investigations and all this, you would never dare to sit there and make a statement like that. If that's not a threat to a jury, I have no idea what is. And this is coming after anyone who was following the trial. We've seen that, that jur the jurors actually told the judge that Antifa was trying to dox the jurors. They were trying to find out each and every one of who the jurors were to get their information out there. And the judge had to shut down all press outside of the courtroom, had to be shut down except for one journalist, Katie Davenport of the Post-Millennial. No, no other journalist was allowed in the courtroom for the trial. And 
This was all due to threats and actions from the Antifa stormtroopers partaking that they were partaking in. Right? So that one journalist, though, she even got accosted inside the freaking Portland courthouse. She even went to her car after proceedings, and f which, by the way, was not even parked anywhere near the courthouse, and found it completely smashed, every window destroyed, personal items inside stolen. And then she was even horrifically attacked on Twitter. That's probably just coincidence, right? That's everyday life in Portland. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, you're right. There, I'm not saying causation and correlation, right? But uh, it's just they're trying to dox her just happened to be. You're right. You're good point. Fair, fair, well taken. They may just very well be. That's just everyday life in Portland. And, well, your car just got a smash and grab. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's just the fact that, like, even the only journalist allowed in there they don't care about an ounce of justice. They don't care about freedom of speech. They're trying to attack the journalist who's reporting on this actual case that is involved in other journals being attacked. But to the Antifa crowd, who Joe Biden will – they will not attack. They will not go after Mr. Rico. They will not go after uh, BLM. They will not go after Antifa in any capacity, mark them as a terrorist group. Um, but don't worry. They'll go after Donald Trump in Georgia and everything with the Rico, Rico case and say it's massive racketeering. When – like – when you look at the Biden regime, the money laundering, all the stuff we've seen, they have the bank accounts. They have 170 SARS against Hunter Biden for suspicious act activity reports. All this stuff. You have a, one of the most biggest RICO cases you can build. You can't even use that against where it actually should be good. But, you, of course, you didn't use it against Antifa either. So here's Antifa. anti-fascists are very fascist. Yeah, well, that's the, always the irony of it, right? They're always against, like, we hate fascism, yet they're literally the exact example of what fascists and the actions that follow from fascism. I'm like, they're all against this, right, Sean? But it's because fascism, by definition, it's the public-private partnership. So you're getting the governments trying to get the private corporations to do their bidding. Well, we're seeing that left and right. Like, what did Google just announce worldwide that they want to push censorship? In Google searches, you're no longer going to be able to see anything but like mass, like the mainstream media or state-approved media sources. Seems like a communist country. Yeah, and this is, I'm sorry, is Antifa going knocking down Google's door? No, they love the leftist side. But somehow, like, that's what fascism is. And we can give example after example, example after example, but here we are, right? I mean, we keep talking about all these things. Like, it's and specifically back in Portland, right? It's a very blue area, just like Maui. Very Democrat. None of this is America anymore, right? You're in Portland. This is not America anymore. This is what a neighborhood looks like when it's controlled by terrorist cells or like a like, or cartels right people live in, living in complete and utter fear for their lives just is what these jurors were doing because they know these jurors they can antifa was able to put fear in the jurors that they had to act and respond to get a certain result because these people knew they still had to live inside that neighborhood inside that community i mean like, like you had a friggin defense attorney threatening them right to their faces and even further that lawyer went on to actually claim that she is antifa and then she joked about something that she's going to go make i am antifa t-shirts afterwards like this is a, a three-ring circus why was she not held in contempt right there and put in jail man i i, I don't even know anymore with this in the justice it's literally this whole part right if i don't, if this isn't a case for jury nullification sean i don't know what it is right and just for clarification the jury nullification occurs uh, when jurors, based on their own sense of justice, refuse to follow the law and acquit in a defendant, even when the evidence presented seems to point to an incontrovertible 
verdict of guilt. That's like his case. I, I, at this civil trial, I don't know anything more clear cut. And then, then you have the actions of this defense attorney. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just ridiculous, right? But here we are. Like I said, but this is that this isn't America. And this gets back to the point, Sean, because they don't care about you and me. Even if you try to get a recourse, go to the justice system. Well, if you're in the living in the wrong area, the blue area, there's a very slim possibility that you're going to get any form of justice, which is why it's concerning in how the Georgia, when they're going after Trump, in the D.C., where Jack, Jack Smith is going after Trump, right, in New York City, even, because they're all very blue. There's very specific reasons why they're charging and going after Donald Trump in these specific areas because he's not going to get a fair trial. He's not going to get a fair jury. And Hunter Biden gets his tax charges dismissed in Delaware. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other one. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just see come out. We we're looking at this. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like as we're planning and prepping, it's like, oh, Hunter Biden's tax charges dismissed by the federal judge following that sweetheart plea deal broke down. Like, how does that, but again, he's inside the cabal. He's inside the group of elites. And it's always been about how do they protect, they have to protect Biden because they have to protect Obama. It's the whole linear path that they have to go down. I have no idea how you come into the sweetheart deal where he went to, was going to plead guilty to his tax evasion and his gun charge. And now they're going to say he's, Getting this dismissed because that plea, sweetheart plea deal fell apart because he went into that plea agreement believing it was going to give him blanket immunity from anything he's done now or in the future. That fell apart in the court, so the judge like rejected it. He pled not guilty, and now because it fell apart and they were the government and Hunter Biden's legal team were at an impasse. Sean, we saw as what they judge the process. Um, David Weiss and the prosecutors, they went after and asked for a dismissal of the charges because they said he's going to dismiss his tax charges because we want to charge him on a gun crime elsewhere in another district. So the judge says, okay, I'll dismiss the charges. Doesn't make any sense. I'm like, and that's why you see all these criminals in prison. Like, honestly, Martha Stewart, I think, went to freaking jail for like, instead of baking cupcakes or whatever, <laughs> she went to jail for tax evasion. Yeah. Like... And you got freaking the dude who's sitting here sending out little perverted videos doing it in a hundred in his little Porsche or whatever car smoking crack. And again, it all points to it's it doesn't matter, Sean. Like right now, it's you gotta be aware of what yourself and where you're around, especially if you live in a blue state, blue city. Because it all goes back to always in the opener, right? With that Richmond north of Richmond. They don't care about you, they don't care about me. It's all about the control. The politicians aren't listening, they're not paying attention. You have a lot of the Republicans stepping hand in hand with the control mechanism, like the rhinos working right with the Democrats. And yet Hunter Biden's getting, getting a walking pass on this, whatever, from the tax evasion thing now. So, Sean, it's going to be interesting of how that drops, because I think we said this and said every single time something drops on Hunter or the Biden family, Trump gets indicted with something. I don't know what they're going to drop on him next, but it's every single time something big comes out and goes the other direction. It's another thing going after Trump. And if you don't think they can go after Donald, they would go after Donald Trump, but couldn't go after you and me, you're delusional. Yeah, look at the guy in uh, Utah that uh, yeah. randomly got, well, he didn't randomly. Oh, from the, got, FBI, yeah. the FBI. The FBI raided which him is and like, got, it got him killed just because he said, 
And what is that? That dude, he, I forgot how he old he was, but what is, direct, he's in a cane. Yeah, he didn't even make direct threats either. He was just like, oh, it'd be ashamed, even though President Trump was like literally threatened to death. I mean, you had um, one even like Madonna threatening or whatever to blow up the White House. You had Kathy Lee Griffin sitting there with a severed head of Donald Trump thinking it's all bloody and think it's all funny. You had one of these plays, whatever, they had like assassinating Trump in a play in like Broadway. And they all think this is all fun and games and it's all cute. Right? I'm like, this is the insanity. This is the world we're living in. But it's, again, it's just like the Andy Doe trial, just like in Maui. Pay attention. They're not paying. They're not caring about you. It's a one-sided path, and this is why we saw that Sean. Yeah, it's good versus evil. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat. This is about the time to wake up and realize what's going on. There's still time to save this country, but it's getting that hourglass is getting slim. And when we come together and people realize right what's right and what's wrong, it makes a difference. Look at Bud Light losing billions of dollars. Look at Target losing billions of dollars. Like, oh my God, yo, speaking of. That exact thing I thought it was actually entertaining. It's because Disney just came out their uh, Q2 earnings report, and I was digging through it, right? But then I saw the headline that I was like, I was literally digging through their earnings report. I was like, okay, yeah, you guys are parks, you're tanking, whatever. Great, awesome. And their park um, admissions, like people going to their theme parks, are significantly down. And Sean, let me. What do you think is the reason they come up with for why people aren't going to the parks and why they're losing streaming? Everything. Ooh, climate change. Bingo. A hundred percent. Exactly what they said. They're like, could it possibly be that climate change is the cause of less people going to their parks? Uh, no. Or it could be, A, you guys have gone woke. Or B, even if you take that aside, their prices are absolutely ridiculous. And the normal average family, can, it's really tough to afford to even go to Disney World. Right? Like, that's the bigger part. Take away any of the woke, other nonsense, what they're, why they're shooting themselves in the foot, trying to sexualize children, the massive pedophilia ring that they just wrapped up through Disney, through, well, Disney people, like um, employees. Like, no, none of that had nothing to do with it. But just taking the fact that they've risen prices so high on everything, and people can't afford to even go there. No, no, they didn't, they didn't take that into account. Nope. It was just because of climate change. It's always been hot in Florida. People will go if they weren't. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, and that's like even Texas, right? You, know, you you and me here, right? In Texas, it's the same insanity. Okay, yeah, is it hot? Absolutely. But when people are saying, oh, it's been 17 days in a row, north of 100, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, guess what? It's also, uh, why don't you settle, settle down a little bit? Because in the 80s, it was like 50, 60 days of this. So when they're trying to sit here and say, oh, it's been the hottest. We've the longest streak, the hottest on record. I'm like, mm, no, it's still not. Yeah. It's called the ebb and flow of a planet. Wait, last year, we went 45 days with the over 100 degree weather, right? Like, this, it's called summer. <laughs> and we live in Texas, the south, where it gets hot. <laughs> we have summer one and summer two. And we'll get like, you know, that short, like one month winter. <laughs> like, we skip spring, we skip fall, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It'll start, it'll, it'll start becoming normal in, in, a, in a few weeks, you know, as we go into Texas style fall. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's going to be nice. But it's going to be, then we'll go through the winter just like you have. And we'll have a, maybe we'll have a freeze event. And then you're never going to hear anybody crying about climate change at that point. Oh, no, that's, uh, that's, then they go, that's that, climate that's, change too, well, right? Cool, it's, well, they go to global cooling. It's not supposed to be cold in Texas. <laughs> and it's not supposed to be hot too many days because then that's just. Well, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> they just, they, 
like the intelligence of these people when they think about them, like, do you just think everybody lives in San Diego? Right. Like yeah. it's not just everywhere in the entire world, all over 70 degrees, perfect all year. That's not how that works. There's actually the climate changing by seasons. You are, like, yeah, sure, I, I agree with climate. I, there, there is climate change. It's called seasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, is this world a, yeah, it's a, what a time to be alive, my friend. So yeah, I, I don't know. That's going to be the, pretty much the wrap of where we're heading from the show today. Yeah, obviously, look, again, it still goes back to the same thing that across the board, you got to wake up that this is, it's not good. This ain't Republican versus Democrat. Realize what these policies are doing, like all the way down from Maui to how the Biden administration is trying to treat uh, the victims of 9-11 families to Hunter Biden or to even how an investigative journalist is being treated and Donald Trump or anyone else for that matter, or just look around, right? And they, but don't, but don't look too far around. You'll find like sky high prices and other stuff. And Joe Biden running on Bidenomics telling you this is the greatest economy we've ever had. Yeah. The, the perfect uh, test, right? Uh, to see the, the balance or, or how, um, how much there is in hypocrisy, right? I, if, if you've gotten so jaded by, you know, the, the constant barrage of Trump, right? Whether you just are tired of hearing about Trump or, or, you know, all the lies that are told about Trump, just look on the other side at RFK. They're trying to censor and stop RFK from running, right? Like it's not, it's not just a Trump and, you know, the orange man is bad. They're, they're trying to stop any opposition and RFK is a perfect example. Now, that's a really good point, because even if you look at some of these like failed establishment Republicans that truly like, like they freaking don't don't even get it. And they're just a disgrace to their name, their party, whatever they want to represent, whatever. But they sit here and say, like, oh, it has to be like Chris Christie or all these other guys that they're trying to push. I'm like, do you think it doesn't matter who you put at this point? They're destroying RFK. If any single person is willing to be honest and question anything, they're destroying them. Because it's all about protecting the crown, which leads all roads lead back to Obama. Don't get too much of a conspiracy theory going on here now. Well, this is the part of the Biden regime that we they're protecting. So it always comes out. Yeah, and that's why I said it just keeps coming out in time, and that's why with Biden they keep saying there you can track how there's nothing is actually at all possible without the Obama Obama being aware of it at the time. Um, but that's a whole other episode. We still have a chance to save our country. Just make sure that you vote for people that are America first agenda. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, with that, if you could give us a subscribe or a follow to the show, you'll really help us out. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen. You can follow us on most social media platforms at the Liberty Matters or at underscore Liberty Matters. You can also connect with us through our Linktree account, which the link will be in our show notes. Uh, thank you all. Have a great week. And remember to stand for truth, kneel for God, be the light, and God bless America. 